right, week four of the 2021 season college football payoff podcast. I'm Dan. He is Big Country. And this is episode what? What's the overall episode? 23rd episode. 23rd episode. Nice. All right. Um, Last week, I know we both had pretty big cards off the pod. It was a good week. We both felt like we were seeing the board pretty well. Um, I think I had 24 plays, and I ended up... What was I, 13 and 11? Yeah, I had, I had 24 plays that went 14 and 10. Yeah, and then I but, hit a few parlays, hit a money line or two. But overall, it was a good week. I you know, made some good money. Um, as far as the podcast goes, I want to talk about mine first because Big Country had himself a pretty damn good week. Good bounce back after another three week. Yep. Last week for me, I did go one and two, but hit my money line the first one of the year kansas state came through for me like i knew they would Uh, maryland was a tough loss and yeah but five and five overall you can't be mad with 500 when it comes to football gambling so i am five and five let's hear about your week that's what you're five and five on the season five and five on the season oh good uh last week like you said three and a week uh had that penn state minus five bet that covered had Western Michigan plus 15. They went outright. Knew that was coming. Knew Pitt was going to get caught with their pants down. And then Boston College minus 15. Uh, that line should have been a lot higher. It was reduced because Phil Jakovic is out for the year. And they had a backup quarterback in, but he was pretty good. So they covered the 15. So far in the season, I am 6-4. and four. That puts us at 11-9 and nine for the pod. So you're, you're a winner if you're rocking with us. Absolutely you are. And I think we each have... Three more this week that are looking yeah, pretty it's, good. It's mostly going to be three a week, probably. I, yeah. I love doing the three a week. Yeah, I feel more confident. I put more thought into it. But are you – so this week – I got some disgusting plays this week. I was going to say, are you seeing winners. it? Are you going to be putting together a 20-play card off the pod this um, week? Off the pod, definitely probably around 14, 15. Oh, yeah. I have on my looks – here, let me look at my looks. I got, I got 24 written down again. Yeah. Um. For just looks and leans, but that'll that'll probably be reduced now. So. Yeah. Well, I got three this week, and I like I said, I've been looking at about 20, 20 off the pod. So uh, it's going to be another fun filled week for me. Uh, I might actually throw in a little NFL action, but yeah. In we're the, we're talking about college football. In, in the data I keep, because I keep every football bet I play, so I'm thirty six and thirty one with uh, college football. And, NFL combined so far this year. It's pretty good. So I'll uh, I'll take it. We're we're off to a good start. We're being selective, and we're gonna we're gonna keep it pushing. Yeah, and I want to start us off if that's all right with you. Yeah, because I locked this bet in the second that the lines came out. Um, so I got it at a little bit higher than what it is now, but I with the number I saw today, I am still confident in this one. Akron plus forty nine at Ohio State. Over under 67 and a half. This is a 7:30 game in Columbus on Saturday, and Ohio State is in trouble. They they have no clue what's going on in their defense. Uh, they have coaches going from the field to the press box. Different coaches calling the plays. No one knows who does what. Um, their quarterback looks like he's scared. He can't complete a pass over 10 yards. He cannot throw a deep ball. Barely can throw a short ball. He doesn't run anymore. They had their lowest attendance at the Horseshoe since 1971 last weekend. They have 
play they have players who are playing this year, like played last week entering the transfer portal. And that's not a good it's look. Tough look. After watching this team for three weeks, because I am a Buckeye fan, I have very little confidence that the offense can score more than fifty points. And I have very even against Akron, mm-hmm. who let Bo Nix go up and down the field on him. Yeah, yeah. Because what happened last week? It was who was it last week? Tulsa. Yeah, Tulsa's not a good team. No, and they torched us. And I'm going to get into that a little bit more, but. After watching it for three weeks, I just do not have confidence in their offense because they have one guy right now, and that's Travion Henderson. True freshman. And he went off for 200-something yards, and they still couldn't score more than, what, 35, 40 points? Yeah. It's it's pretty bad what's going on in Columbus, and I have very little confidence in their defense. Confidence that their defense can allow less than a couple touchdowns. Um Ohio State's secondary is very suspect. Akron likes to throw the ball a lot. They they have the 29th best completion rate in the country. Ohio State gave up 289 yards through the air a game this year. Last week, they gave up 500 yards to Tulsa. To Tulsa, they gave up 500 yards of total offense. And they only got 508 on the other side of the ball. So Tulsa almost outworked them, outworked them on offense. Tulsa had more first downs, more time of possession, 300 more yards through the air. They were able to, Tulsa was also able to convert 9 out of 17 third down conversions against the Buckeyes. So what I'm doing here is I'm not basing this pick on Akron's ability to score or stop scoring teams. All I'm doing is going off of what Ohio State has given us the past three weeks, seeing how the defense has played, how Stroud is playing, and – you know, I, I haven't seen any indication that they're going to go to McCord yet. You know, Stroud's dealing. He he said something about a bum shoulder last week, saying he was a little injured and a little knocked up. Who knows if we see Stroud the whole game? Who knows if they bring in McCord? Who knows what kind of quarterback we're going to see this Wait, week? Wait, they're, they're not going to play Jack Miller? No. They're going to put McCord in? Before Miller, yeah. Dang, I didn't know that. Yep. And... It's. I don't expect the Buckeyes to be able to score more than fifty points. With when the are we getting offense. Quinn Ewers next year? Not this year. Nope. The the so the reason that he's there now is just because he wanted to cash in on NIL. Well, he got his kombucha deal. Yep. So he's not going to come this year. He he doesn't even dress. I don't. I don't even know if he's. I don't even know if he's on the sideline side or not. I'm, I'm. We're ready for him. Yeah. So. Big time. Um. But you know, last thing I'll say on this, I don't expect the Buckeyes to score more than fifty. Even if they jump out to a big lead, I can see Ryan Day not wanting to push the button on an in-state team, you know, a team that you should be throttling. I think Akron covers the 49 points, so I'm taking Akron plus 49 in this. Until the Buckeyes can show me otherwise, that's how I'm going to bet the Buckeyes. Okay. Um, man, I just Akron sucks so bad. I just don't like if you, if, to do. Yeah, yeah, but if you're watching the Buckeyes like a – actual fan like you know sitting there analyzing each game yeah and seeing what's going on you'd be you'd probably be in the same boat yeah all right i'm gonna take it to it there are some hidden gems on the slate but they're all just disgusting games i'm gonna take it to northwestern uh where they are hosting ohio this weekend saturday kickoff at noon northwestern is favored by 14 and a half points 
And what we all know from watching this year of football is that Ohio football sucks. Ohio University, yeah. not Ohio State. <laughs> yeah. you know, not Cincinnati, obviously. Ohio University sucks. They may be the worst team in the MAC. They may get beat by Akron and Bowling Green this year. How bad they are! They've played three games against two shitty opponents and one pretty decent opponent. They lost to Syracuse, who's terrible, twenty-nine to nine. They lost to Duquesne, who is an FCS school out of Pittsburgh, twenty-eight to twenty-six. Then last week they got throttled by Louisiana in their run game, lost forty-nine to fourteen. I did have Louisiana uh, minus 19.5 there, so I'll take that easy win. Um, but, yeah, like I said, they're the worst team in the MAC so far this year against really bad defenses. They're only averaging 16.3 points per game. Unacceptable. Uh, the leading uh, passer uh, is a turnover machine, and they really don't have a run game at all. Um, on top of that, they're allowing... 253.7 rushing yards per game. Uh, that is absolutely ridiculous. Along with, I mean, and along with that, Ohio only has a 30% third down uh, percentage, conversion. third down conversion percentage. So, like, I don't know. Yeah. It's uh, just struggles all over the field. And then we look at the other side of the ball. There's a clear advantage here in coaching. Northwestern has not been good all year. They do have a great coach. It's not his fault that he can't really reload like other big schools when it comes to recruiting. You know, Northwestern's kind of in the same pool as Stanford when it comes to yeah. the academics that they have to accept at their school. But Pat Fitzgerald is a guy that's going to be ultra aware of team morale, and he knows that his one or two team needs morale boost, and this is the week that he can capitalize on it. He's probably going to get back to basics. He's going to get his team to run up the score. He's going to scheme really well against a really bad defense. And on top of that, it's a home game. So I know Ohio, after losing to that FCS school two weeks ago in Duquesne, probably gave up on the season. Um, Pat Fitzgerald's not going to let his guys give up. Evan Hall, who is their uh, leading rusher right now, he's averaging 6.4 yards a carry, which is actually pretty good. Um, I expect him to go off against a defense that allows almost 254 yards uh, rushing per game. And then Hunter Johnson, he's had an okay year. Um, he does have four interceptions and four touchdowns, so not too well there. But they did give Duke a good game last week. Um, man, his completion rating is 60%. I just – this is me supporting Pat Fitzgerald. This is me fading a terrible Ohio team. I'm going to take the Northwestern Wildcats minus 14.5. Yeah, 14.5 for sure. Ohio is very bad. Um, and I do like Pat Fitzgerald a lot. Uh, so if I see that number, I'm definitely taking it. All right. Let's move on. I got another Ohio team. This time it's Miami of Ohio going to Army. Army's an eight-and-a-half-point favorite. Over-unders 48-and-a-half noon on Saturday. And what do we know? So we know exactly what kind of football Army plays. It's not a seeker, right? They're the triple option, run it down your throat on offense, and very disciplined and physical on defense. Again, everyone knows this. It's also not a secret that Miami is a terrible team when it comes to defending the run. So what does that mean? It's pretty elementary. It means Army's going to be able to run the ball all over Miami. They'll be able to score points with long, sustained drives, and – 
what really boils down to the question is, will Miami be able to score points to stay within the number, which is 8.5? The answer right here is no, and this is why. Army's defense is ranked in the top 30 in the country, and Miami's not exactly an offensive juggernaut. In fact, the best part of Miami's offense would be their run game, which is 65th in the country, but Army, 13th against the def- or uh, against the run, excuse me. This game is also home game for Army. They've won their past 12 home games by an average of 25 points. So, Miami has to go into, you know, hostile environment and play a game that they're not comfortable playing. And that's, you know, the smash mouth run it down your throat football. Army's just going to overmatch them. Army's 4 and 1 against the spread in their last 5, 5 and 2 against the spread in their last 7 following a win. I think the option is going to be too much to handle for Miami and their defense is going to be on the field far too long for their offense to to mount anything against Army. Not to mention Miami is coming off of a it's a it's a tricky spot for Miami that we don't usually see where they were in the game against Minnesota one week, right? They were they were there. And then the next week they got to demolish a pretty bad FCS school Long Island. So I think they may be kind of like it's it's weird. They may it's like uh, rocking themselves to sleep, mm-hmm. right? So they're high, high up playing a Big Ten school. They're in that game, and then they go down and they have to play an FCS school, which they demolish as they should. But I feel like going from that level down and then coming back up is going to be a tricky spot for them. Uh, I think the run is just going to be too much for Miami here. I think Army minus eight and a half is the easy play. Nice. Um, I just can't forgive Army for last week not covering. They were forty-two nothing and a half, and let UConn cover. So, I'll uh, I'll be off Army for a while. All right. All right. I am going to the Buffalo versus Old Dominion game, which is a six p.m. kickoff at Old Dominion. Um, I'm gonna rock with Buffalo first half here. Yes, first half. Another first half play. Uh, Buffalo has a really sneaky good offense. So uh, Kyle Van Treese, their quarterback, he's thrown for 601 yards already through the air. He only has one touchdown through the air, but that's because the run game at this school is ridiculously good. They have three running backs with over 150 yards rushing, which is a really great sign through three games. Um, their three games have been against worthy – well, two of the games have been against worthy opponents, uh, Nebraska being one which, you know, we're not too high on Nebraska this year, but when they play – I mean, that's a worthy opponent for Buffalo. Then they gave Coastal a really good game last week, only yeah, losing by three. So, you know, I'm, I'm going to not say this is a um, sleeper spot for them or coming off of, like, what, what's it called? A letdown? Letdown game. Oh, my yeah. God, I couldn't think of it. Um, yeah, they gave Coastal a great game. They, they were in the Nebraska game for pretty long before it got out of hand. Um I just think they're going to run all over Old Dominion. On the other side of the ball, um, Old Dominion, uh, they're just a really run-heavy team. I don't think they're going to have many opportunities through the air to actually score many points. Uh, Their quarterback is a turnover machine with three interceptions already this year. So we can expect Buffalo to win the uh, the, um, Turnover. turnover battle. And they're only averaging 158 yards passing per game they're not going to be able to do that against Buffalo um, and, and win or even be part of the game. They're going to have to um, throw to beat Buffalo since they're so outsized. 
and this is just a different tier of recruiting uh, when it comes to these two teams. I don't know if Buffalo is going to let, let them back in towards the end of the game, you know, maybe be up three touchdowns and or 20 points and let them score towards the end. I feel a lot better with the first half here. So I'm going to go Buffalo minus seven first half at Old Dominion. Love it. Yeah, I'm putting that on. That's for sure. <laughs> I like that. that. I had <laughs> Buffalo last week in like kind of a, a Hail Mary parlay. So I was watching that game, and that was a little rough to watch. But I do like this uh, first half action you got going here. Nice. All right. Louisville, two-point favorite, going to Florida State over under 62.5. This is 3.30 on Saturday. And let's start off. Florida State is trash. They're probably going to be trash for the rest of the year. I don't see them getting that much better. Um, Yeah, everyone says, well, they had a close game, and probably they should have won against Notre Dame, but – I don't think Notre Dame's that good either. But after they lost to Wake Forest and Jacksonville State at home, I I have no faith in them. They're 0-3. Their last two games, Florida State has scored less than three touchdowns. It seems like the game against Notre Dame was a week one fluke. Um, Florida State has no clue who their quarterback is be- between Mackenzie Milton and Jordan Travis both of whom are our favorite word, turnover machines. They have too many picks. Milton's thrown three. Travis has thrown four. Their offense is only scoring 23 points a game, and they are 33% on third downs. That's a tough look, and you're going to need to be better offensively if you're going to go up against this Louisville offense because this team can score. Uh, They're averaging 32 a game, over 430 yards per game. They have home run potential. Numbers stack up in Louisville's favor. When it comes to you know points for and against all that good stuff, and with the Cardinals averaging 32 points a game, Florida State gives up an average of 32 points a game. So you can say Louisville is going to score theoretically 32 points a game. Louisville 432 yards of offense per game. Florida State gives up just about that per game. Uh, does that tell you kind of what's going to happen here? I mean, Louisville's offense against Florida State's defense, we figured that out. On the other side of the ball, Florida State's offense scores 23 a game. Louisville's defense gives up around 27. So, I mean, average that out. Florida State scores 25 points a game in this game, theoretically. Yeah. So it's going to be 32-25 is what I'm thinking. Louisville's defense allows 406 uh, yards a game. Florida State only gets 360 yards of offense a game. Advantage is going to be to Louisville. Louisville is playing some good ball. Um, Coming off of last week's massive win against UCF at home, Florida State's also one of the worst against the spread teams as of late. Uh, Four of 11 against the spread in their last 15. One of six in their last seven. Florida State went back to the drawing board after losing to Wake. Louisville is better than Wake Forest. I expect it to be at least a touchdown win for Louisville. I'm going Louisville minus two. Nice. All right. For my last pick, I found this one buried in the card on Saturday. It's an 8 p.m. kickoff, and it's going to be the game concerning Troy and the University of Louisiana Monroe. Okay. Um, over under 50, and we're going to go under with this. We're going to start with the ULM, probably the worst offense in the country. Worse than Akron, worse than Ohio, worse than any Mac school. Worse than any bottom of the Sun Belt school, they are terrible. They're averaging 11 points per game. 
and this isn't against top-tier opponents. This is against Jackson State, Arkansas State, who allows about 600 yards a game of offense, and Kentucky. 11 points per game, not, not great. And if we go back to the Arkansas State game, Arkansas State is a defense that is terrible. They gave a terrible. They gave up 52 points to an atrocious Washington offense last week. ULM only scored 15 points against them, against the third strings. Um, on the offensive side of the ball, they're only averaging 168 and a half yards a game. Uh, only 55 yards rushing. Now on the defensive side of the ball for them, they're giving up 425 yards a game. Also unacceptable. Like this is just the worst team, one of the worst statistical teams I've ever seen in my life. This is a great fade spot for them. Um, I give them a max, and I mean max, opportunity, max score of ten points. <laughs> okay. And that's going to be tough yeah. because the Troy's defense only gives up 228 yards a game. And one of those games includes the Liberty team with Malik Willis, coached by Hugh Freeze. They held that higher-power offense to only 21 points, only lost to them 21-13. This is, might be a sneaky good team because I, I think Liberty's good. Yeah. I'm a Liberty fan. Yeah, He played them really well. Um, you know, they're averaging 250 yards, five yards passing um, per game. Which or they're they're gaining two hundred fifty five yards the air per game, which is going to match up great against the ULM defense that's allowing three hundred forty yards passing per game. I think quarterback T Powell is going to lead them to victory, but I think it's going to be a slow paced game. I give them max five or six touchdown performance, so either thirty five forty two points up on the board. So we're going to be close, but I don't think you um, really miss the ball at all here. Give me the under 50 in Troy ULM. Oy. The spread here is the spread here is 24, so uh, 24 and a half. So, I mean, if we can get a 34 to 10, 38 to 10, even okay. 42 35 to 3, to 10, 45 yeah. to 3. Yeah, that's wrong. Oh, but man, I, I think we're going to cut it close. But ULM is so bad. I, I just don't even know what to say huh. anymore. So all right, well, more power to you. I don't know if I'm going to have the balls to play that one, but I'll be watching for you. All right, last pick, money line, money maker. We're we, you know we're coming off a win here. This is SMU at TCU. TCU is the nine point favorite Saturday at noon, and SMU is coming off that incredible walk off hail mary win last week. This week. It's a rivalry game. You know what the name of this one is? It's the Iron Skillet. Nice. It's a fun name. It's SMU TCU. It's the Methodists against the Christian. That's what I read. No game last year due to COVID. And after the way SMU won last week and the fact that TCU did not play last week, and then the week before they just barely beat an 0-2 Cal team at home week two, has me siding with the Mustangs. Yeah. All right, so we're going to go quarterback Tanner Mordecai. Yeah, he's awesome. All right, SMU is going to take down TCU. Money line plus 300 for SMU. So that's it. All right, let's go over these real quick here. I will 
lead us off. I got Akron plus 49 against Ohio State. Army minus 8.5 against Miami of Ohio. We got Louisville minus 2 against Florida State. And then Moneyline Moneymaker, SMU plus 300 over TCU. What do you got? The Big Country Week 4 card consists of Northwestern minus 14.5 hosting Ohio. Buffalo first half minus 7 on the road at Old Dominion. In the Troy ULM under 50. There it is. Big Country's going for a, another 3 0 week. I'm looking to bounce back to winning week. I want to keep that money line going, but the podcast is positive. So make sure you follow us, like us, share us. Please share us. All right. Give them the, the socials for us. Twitter, you can find us at CF Payoff Pod. You can find me at Big Country Bets. You can find Dan at Account Bets. Find us at College Football Payoff on any podcast streaming service. Anywhere. Literally anywhere. You think of the podcast spot, we're there. Weezer. We Yeah, Weezer. We're going to throw one out every week. That's Weezer. That's this week. All right. That's it. That's all I got. You got anything else? No, let's win. Good. All right. That's Big Country. I'm Dan. We will see you next week.